0: hi everyone welcome to another episode of our blooming place podcast my name is rhoda aguanigo and i am your host so welcome 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 <laughs> so today on in today's episode i'm going to be talking about something um I find quite interesting so it is no doubt that we are in a new season it's a new decade you know there's a change there's a um, transference of power of influence you know from the young to the old and there's a new generation rising you know and there's just so much happening and you know we've heard so much about oh there's a new generation you know the youths at the future the youths are taking the ground and God is doing so much this that 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 and it's all true it's all true but, you know, in this move that is coming, this this switch, this change, there are certain positions that, you know, we are required to take. There are certain places that we are required to stand and there are certain things that we are required to have. And that's really what, um, I'm just going to be talking about one of those things in today's podcast. Um, to, The title of today's podcast is David's and Souls. Yes, David's and Souls. And really, the focus of today's episode is, you know, it's uh, character differentiation, character development. You know, one thing that I know for sure that is going to differentiate people in this decade, in this move of God and, you know, of, of this move of influence, this move in the world, this transference of influence and power is character and i know that it's so easy for us to like overlook and be like character like nobody cares about your character it's your skill but that is so not true you know if you listen to the previous episode of my podcast um where i shared the prophetic utterance that my friend don got when we were just um, having a spontaneous worship session one thing that god was was um and is actually laying emphasis on playing emphasis on is love love and the truth is love is the foundation for all characters like for all good characters actually even bad characters like if you love somebody there's certain things you wouldn't do to them you wouldn't be mean to them you wouldn't be rude to them you know you wouldn't be ash to them and when you don't have love when you you don't exactly feel anything or you're just indifferent or you dislike somebody that's when you're mean you're rude and all of that so today we're just going to be talking about character differentiation you know from the from the outlook of david and Saul, and the truth is that there are a lot of davids and there are a lot of Sauls, and you know from the bible from the reference of the bible we know how it ended for both of them we know who ended up well who became god's beloved who was called a man after god's heart even after even generations after he died and we know the one who was disdained by god and you know i remember my pastor said something some weeks ago and it just really stuck with me you know a lot of times when we hear the story of david and saul we think that oh maybe saul wasn't anointed and david was just anointed but when you look at the story they were both anointed saul was anointed david was anointed god elected saul god elect god elected david but what made the difference what made them different what made them different character character you know when i was doing like my research you know it was just when you look it's just the basic it was the basic character differences that differentiated them like it's so minute yet it's so powerful so um saul was selected to be the first king of israel which was great and all of that but you know one of the 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 beginning of saul's problem was disobedience 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 to authority and you know he's a king so it was disobedience to the authority of god i mean in those days i don't think there was any other person that had authority over him apart from maybe god and the priest which was but he was disobedient to God's authority, to God's instruction. You know, when they went for battle, God said to him to slay everybody. Take nothing, kill everything, do away with everything. But he, just, he disobeyed. And he spared the king. He took the fattened ships and some things that he thought looked good. But to God, it wasn't good. It didn't look good to God. You know, and because of that, the spirit the Bible says as the spirit of God left soul because of disobedience. And now let me even bring that to our normal like daily our, our day-to-day life you know you know the the people that are being positioned for this for this move you know this um transference of influence of transference of power are people who will be obedient to the voice of God who will be obedient to the instructions of God who will be obedient to the spirit who will be spirit-led who will listen for what the spirit will say and do exactly as they are told to do And the funny thing is that this obedience is not even just limited to, to, to the spirit of God. I mean, it could even be your boss, your spiritual father, your mentor. I mean, it could be God speaking to anybody. But one thing is very important is we need to be obedient. And I know that with our generation, we are radical, we are young, we have ideas, we just want to get what we want to do and get it done. But it is so important to just sit still and listen. What is the spirit saying? What is God saying? What is, you know, my mentor saying? What is my boss saying? What is my spiritual father saying? It is so important to just listen and be obedient. You know, a lot of times we think that we know, but the people above us know more. You know, Saul thought he was doing, like, God a favor. He thought, oh, he was doing great by keeping the, the fattened ships, like, oh, I mean, they are fresh. Why should we kill it? But God knew why he asked them to kill everything because those people that he spread ended up sowing seeds that were negative for the future in the future and it's just the same thing with now you know when god is saying oh i want you to do this don't do this or your parents are saying i want you to do this don't do this or like your spiritual um, father or your mentor or your your boss and i know that there's some of course there's some instructions that you know that this is not making any sense but then you know what i'm talking about like when i'm saying obedience like we need to just you know one thing that we need to learn to do is to just really listen and follow through follow through especially with god's instruction follow through with what god is asking us to do not trying to put in a bit of our own in it oh this is what god said let me not add my own to it no following through with the exact things that god said and you know if we if we look at david is the exact opposite david david was so obedient he was so obedient to the instructions of god he was so obedient to the things that god asked him to do you know just like when imagine if when david went to fight the um, when he went to fight goliath if he had won those armor i'm sure he probably wouldn't have won but he was sensitive enough to listen to the spirit and to just go with his sling and stones so it is so important that we are obedient in this season, especially to the voice of God, which is the supreme voice because God sees, he sees ahead of us. I know sometimes we think that, oh, I mean, by my calculations, this is this, that, 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 by perspective, this is this. But God sees everything. He sees the end. And we are just at the beginning. So when we are obeying God, we're obeying somebody who has seen ahead of us. Who has seen ahead of us and who is just trying to, you know, put us on the right path, who is trying to make sure that we do the right things. Because sometimes when we disobey, it's not even about us, it's about the the generations to come, it's about the people, the thousands of people who will feed off our disobedience or our obedience. You know, it's really not about us sometimes, you know, it's about these people. You know, another thing about one thing, one major thing that I really loved about David was just how humble he was. David was a man of a man of humility. Like it 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 was it's so beautiful to see. It's so beautiful to see. I mean this guy, he was a shepherd, he had killed the lion, he had killed the bear, but he was still a shepherd, he was still managing his ship doing minding his business staying where he was where he's supposed to be he wasn't trying to come and say oh i have done this i've acquired this one minute it was just humble even after killing goliath david was still so humble he still went back to serve saul after killing goliath and this is a major thing for us in this generation because i know that it is so easy for us to just get stuck up on oh i mean i've done this like oh i've made this amount of money oh i've made i've gotten this amount of influence i'm a young age oh i have this amount of followers so why should i be you know be humble why should i lower myself the bible says that pride comes before your fall you know everywhere the bible everywhere pride is mentioned in the bible what follows it is destruction and it's so important, you know, it's so, so important for us to be humble because even in Saul's disobedience, there was pride there. Do you know, do you know that sometimes disobeying God is pride? <laughs> sometimes when we disobey God, is pride. We just don't know. It's pride because we're like, it's, we feel like, oh, our own, our own decision, our own idea is better than what we've been asked to do. That is pride. And what happened after, after Saul's pride? Destruction destruction. The moment the spirit of God left Saul, so a distressing spirit came into him and he was tormented for the rest of his life. But look 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 at David. David was was humble. Even after killing Goliath, he was humble. He still went back to serve Saul. When I when I read that part it was just, it was just busting my brain. He still went back to serve Saul. This saw that at some point he was envying envying you. He was still, you know, playing the um the is it the harp or the flute i'm not so sure i was playing the instrument that was coming you know the it was coming soul spirit because when it is when the distressing i'm sorry for guys that i'm so sorry for people who probably are not um aware of the bible story i'm using i'll try to make it as general as possible so that you can understand i'm so sorry guys so saul disobeyed god and as a result of his disobedience the spirit of god left him and when the spirit of god left him a distressing spirit came in it was like a tormenting spirit came in and you know one of the things that was able to calm saul down or calm that spirit down was when is when david um played the app i think it's the app i'm not sure so like even after david had killed goliath he would still go to saul's house and not even go, he lived in Saul's house, and he would play, he would serve Saul, he would be with Saul, he followed Saul, you know, the Bible says that he followed Saul everywhere, he served Saul, it's it's in the book of First Samuel, verse 18, verse 5, you'll see that he served Saul, and that is a complete, that is complete show of humility, it is so important that in this generation you know in this time that we are humble, humble before God humble before men because you know we cannot start to be proud or take pride in ourselves in our abilities no guys no this move this transference of influence this revival this pouring of the spirit it comes with the people that would that would champion this move and be at the forefront of things Are people who are humble who can humble themselves before god who can humble themselves before man and not you know carry themselves and 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 exalt themselves so yeah humility is a key thing and another thing that differentiated you know David from Saul another thing is that David was very he had the fear of God you know if you look at the uh, if you look at David's relationship with God is so it's so beautiful you know if you go through the Psalms there are so many places that David just really showed how much he reverenced God and in everything that david did as as a king as a minstrel as a shepherd everything you could see the fear of god in him and it's so important that you know we we work with the fear of god in our businesses in our careers in the mountains of influence that we've been sent to it's important that we reverence god and we carry the fear of god you know we we we, we leave with that fear of god and the fear of god is not the trembling oh oh i'm scared of no not not i'm not scared of god fear reverence respect respect that we respect god we res- we give him his place it's so important it's so so important guys it's so so important because whether we like it or not god is the one in charge god is the one overseeing everything and everything we do outside of the fear of god is rubbish it leads to nothing i'm not saying that you cannot do things outside of god or you cannot do things outside of the fear of god you can't but it leads to what it leads to nothing <laughs> it leads to absolutely nothing you know another thing was that david was very wise and Saul was foolish it was very foolish you know, the Bible says that David was a very wise person. He knew how to handle situations, how to manage things. You know, when the women were saying, oh, Saul killed 1,000, David killed 10,000, he didn't let it get to his head. He still knew, okay, how do he still, he still used wisdom to serve Saul, to handle Saul, to manage Saul and that situation. But Saul was foolish because the moment that the Spirit of God left Saul, he was aware of it. Samuel told him, and instead of so to go and seek the counsel of God, in his foolishness and pride, he just went off. He continued and then he started seeking other gods and taking counsel from other gods. I remember there was, there was a a and um, there was one place where he he went to look for counsel from another god. You know, he started looking, seeking for powers from other gods. I think that's in 1 Samuel 28, verse 7. He was foolish. There is no wisdom outside of God, you guys. There is no wisdom outside of God. And David knew this. And which was why he succeeded. And even after David died, his son, Solomon, he took it up. And today people say that Solomon is still one of the richest kings that ever lived. Why? because the recognized the wisdom that can be found in god and he held on to it so guys for us to be at the forefront of things for us to be the ones at the at the leading leading the move of god you know and when i say leading the move of god please i am not just talking about ministry in fact let me bust let me break your table the move of god in this time is like ministry is important but it is not even really about ministry it is about nations it's about mountains of influence it is about finance about politics about religion about music about entertainment so when i say the move of god it is not limited to ministry i'm talking about all the spheres of influence and the way that we would be able to take you know take charge and be at the forefront of all these mountains it's working with the wisdom of god The the wisdom of man is foolishness to God. God made the world. So imagine that you're working with the wisdom of the person who made the world. I mean, the world will listen to you. The world will obey you. So it's so important that we tap into the wisdom of God. That was one thing that David had that Saul didn't have. David was wise. Saul was foolish. Very foolish. (laughs) Like, he was so foolish. Because I'm like, dude you did something wrong you were made aware that you did something wrong what is the wise thing to do retrace your steps but no in Saul's foolishness what did he start to do he started to envy David he started to get jealous of David he tried to kill David so many times he never went to God to make a plea such foolishness and he really just goes to show us that outside of God really guys there's there's almost nothing Because Saul kept on trying to look outside, to get, you know, to get consultations from the powers outside, to use the counsel of the foolish elders outside. And David was just working with the wisdom of God and everything. I mean, it wasn't like David had a a smooth, like, like a smooth, easy path. But what was it what was sustaining him what made him come out victorious every single time when he went for battles with leading the people with leading the nation with con- conquering sword, with everything he was the wisdom of god the wisdom of god the wisdom of god another thing that david had that really distinguished him is david had love David had love and literally you know I said it already from the beginning that everything that has to do with character love is really the foundation love is the background David had genuine love he loved Saul he loved Jonathan he loved the people there were two times two times in the bible or even more two times when David had the opportunity to kill Saul he didn't I know one time was in first Samuel 24 and from verse 9 to 11 he had the opportunity to kill Saul. He did not. David was a man of love. You know, there was a part that said that, you know, David ran and, you know, he had to go and hide in one of the caves because Saul was after his life. And when his fathers and brothers heard of it, they went to meet him. And not just his fathers and brothers, and all the other people, like all the people that were... Um, Let me look for that scripture so that I can read it out. Um all the people that were i think it's first samuel 22 i'm coming guys um i think it's first samuel i'm sorry i'll be in my bible you know david had love and the truth is if you when you give out love people would respond back to you in love and that's the truth even though, yeah of course there'll be a few people that will just be mean and all of that but generally when you reach out to people in love when you're a person of love people respond back to you in love and you know in, in David okay so yeah David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adolam so when his brothers and all his father's house it, they went down there to him and everyone who was in distress everyone who was in debt everyone who was discontented gathered to him and he became the captain over them and they were over there were about 400 men with him why would 400 men go and meet David in the cave of Adolam if David was not a person of love if he was a mean person if he was an envious person if he was a jealous person nobody would have gone to meet him if our people would have been happy that Ah, uh, thank God he's been cast out and that's what happened we saw That's why it looked like so many times in the Bible, other people were on David's side and not on Saul's side. Because David was a man of love. Love is such a powerful weapon. And people don't know sometimes. It is such a powerful weapon. When we give out love unashamedly, we love people. We just love them. No restrictions. We just love people, genuinely love people, even when we don't get love back what happens is that people start to people start to love us people start to dedicate themselves to us, dedicate themselves in service to us and love is one of the ways that we'll be able to win the hearts of people love is one of the ways that we'll be able to build influence love is literally christ personified like christ is is a man of love jesus is a man of love he literally lived a life of love he he just it was up he 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 is let me say it was he is the perfect example of a life of somebody with love you know love is one of those characters that we need to build in us for this decade for this generation for this move and this time love not envy love not jealousy love not hatred just love even when we don't get it back in return and then finally you know one thing that that really really distinguished david from saul was repentance david was not a perfect man i mean the bible shows that he wasn't a perfect man i mean this was david that murdered somebody's husband so that he can sleep with her and make her his wife but do you know when david did that and and the word of god came to him that he had done something grave? what did david do he went on his knees he repented immediately But Saul God said to you You did, I asked you to do this You didn't do it, why? And still Saul was unrepentant it was all repentant. I don't think there was any place in the Bible that says that Saul went on his knees and he begged and he pleaded for forgiveness or he humbled himself. No, there was none. But if we look through the Bible, there were so many places where David was constantly repentant, constantly saying, God, do not count my iniquity against me. God, do not, you know, God, have mercy on me. David was so repentant every time he messed up, he ran back to God. was so vulnerable with god i love it so much david i like he i really see why god calls him a man after my heart it's so beautiful and this is so important guys we need to develop a repentant spirit we're not perfect people our perfection is is from christ It's by grace in christ in our flesh we're not perfect we would always make mistakes we would fall short in some areas but one thing that would get us back up that will take us and put us ahead is our repentant spirit and repentant spirit is not just limited to you know our relationship with God it's also limited to our work our relationship with people when we do things wrong let us be quick to say let us be quick to examine ourselves and say oh maybe I was wrong I'm sorry I could have done better or maybe with the quality of work that we give to our clients when our clients are saying oh oh, I don't like this, this doesn't look, this is not as perfect as I wanted, let us be able to look at it and say, oh, I'm sorry, maybe we can adjust it here and here, you know, one thing about the Bible principles is that they're not just limited to things of spirituality, they're not just limited to things of God, we can use those things in our everyday life, and when we start to use them in our everyday life, we will see results, we will see results, so guys, The people that God is building, the people that God is using for his move, are people who have good characters, whose foundation is love, people of peace, of joy, people who are repentant, who are humble, who are God-fearing, people who love God and love their neighbors, people who are excellent in their craft. That's another thing, excellence. People who are excellent in their craft. These are the people, people who are wise, who are willing to tap into the wisdom of God, who do not think that they know it all in themselves. God is building a generation of Davids. And if you want to be on the winning side, if you want to be a person of influence in this generation, then you have to become a David. So guys, I'm just going to leave us with this. I just want us to examine ourselves. Let us check what attributes of soul do we have in our life those tiny little things, those tiny little pride, those tiny little envy, tiny jealousy. Yeah? And yeah, we need to cut them now and position our hearts to be like David. Position our mind, our spirits to be like David, to love God, to have the fear of God, to love people, to be humble, to be non-judgmental, to be able to serve people and that is how that is literally that is literally how we will continue to grow from level to level from level to level speedily going speedily going fast and before we know it we are we are you know we are at the forefront of these things i mean there's never an end to it but there's progress there's a way we can measure our growth and say that you know what this is where i was before and this is why i am now so guys Um, This is really all that I have today. I hope that it's been useful. Um, If you'd like to know more, you can just send me a message or send me an email. Um, I hope this really blessed you. So um, I just want us to examine ourselves, you know, and just look at ourselves and be honest with ourselves. Let's not lie to ourselves. I used to be somebody that, oh, it's still something that I deal with, pride. It's still something that I deal with, if I'm being honest. But then the first steps to getting rid of this you know, characters is just even admitting that this is where I am and this is where I need to be and I need to be, I need the help of God to get me to where I need to be. So are you going to be a David or are you going to be a Saul? Examine yourself and find out. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, I pray that God blesses you. I pray that he blesses your family and may he cause his face to shine upon you thank you and have a great day afternoon or evening or night (laughs) bye